Hello and welcome to Sideline Story, a podcast all about sports and sports stories behind scenes. I'm Yang Guang, and joining us as usual today are Brandon Gates and Fu Yu. The European football season is about to end. How did the whole season look? Who are the winners and who are the losers? We will make a review in this episode's discussions. Stay tuned. Well, first of all, let's take a look at this big drama that、uh, happened towards the end of the season that we cannot skip. Kylian Mbappe decided to stay in PSG instead of joining Real Madrid, as he had promised. Mbappe has signed a new three-year contract with PSG, and he will become the world's highest-paid footballer with a deal worth almost one million pounds a week. The 23-year-old France international had been widely expected to leave the league of champions for Real at the end of the season upon the expiry of his existing deal. The news of Mbappe's U-turn was met with strong criticism from some of the fans and the Spanish football authorities. I believe the Real management were also furious about the decision and he made. Brendan, what's your take on Mbappe's decision to stay in Paris? Does it mean money has beaten football? I think money played a role here for sure. I don't、mm-hmm. necessarily think that it's beaten football. Look, I mean, a million pounds a week for someone that's twenty-three years old is a ridiculous amount of money for someone to be earning.、Mm-hmm. But he is the top talent in the world. I think you know, besides the likes of Phil Foden and Erling Haaland and other young players of that caliber, I think Mbappe is. You know, probably the the best in terms of that age group, maybe between you know the ages of twenty and twenty four, and you know it seems like PSG pulled out all of the stops to keep him in Paris. I know he allegedly received phone calls from、um, French President Emmanuel Macron.、Um, you know, he of course had all of these ridiculous financial offers from PSG. He's been supposedly th- these are all rumors, by the way. We we can't <laughs> clarify that this is all true, but this is what's been said in the media. Apparently, he's also been given the rights to make decisions on transfers, on choices of management, on tactics. So he's been given a very hands-on role for the club. And I also think that I think his decision to to stay in PSG, like I said, there is a financial element to it. But at the same time, I think that he has also come out and said that he doesn't necessarily see himself spending his entire career at PSG. He's only signed a three-year contract, so by the time he's 26, where he will be in the you know the peak of his career, you know if he stays injury-free,、um, he could still make the move to Real Madrid at some point, which I think is definitely something that he still wants to do, and I think it is still a dream of his to you know go and. Prove himself at the Bernabeu, but I also think be beyond the financial element of staying at PSG, I also think that he has this vision of being the French player that's going to take his home club to a Champions League victory.、Mm-hmm. I think that he feels that he's got a lot of unfinished business at PSG, and I think he's really determined to bring Paris a Champions League title. So I think that also played a major role in his decision to stay at PSG. And look, he's still got some amazing players around him. He's got Neymar. He's got Messi. It'll be interesting to to see if PSG can hang on to those players.、Um, but I think he's also been given some promises from you know the PSG higher ups、um, in terms of transfers. So I think they are going to look at bringing in some other French talent 
supposedly the likes of Paul Pogba and Osman Dembele. So I think that he wants to be a part of that project where French players bring a French club a Champions League title. So yes, money definitely, I'm sure, played a role in his decision. But I also think that he is determined to bring a Champions League title to uh, Paris and to PSG. And I think that was also a major um, determining factor in his decision to stay in Paris. And who knows, by the time that his contract does end, he may still make the move to Real Madrid. So it'll be very interesting to see what the next couple of years holds for mm-hmm. um, Kylian Mbappe, who is undoubtedly um, the best young talent in world football. Yeah, um, just look at who had been involved in the lobbying group uh, to persuade Mbappe to stay in Paris. You can see how big it is. Uh, it also involves politicians. Fuyu, what do you think of this decision? Um, similar to what Brandon just said, I don't think money is the only reason why Mbappe chose to re- remain in Paris. Because Real Madrid reportedly offered a similar amount of money in their attempt to secure Mbappe's mm-hmm. service, and I don't doubt that because they are Real Madrid. But um, the French player also decided to extend his contract because PSG reported he, reportedly promised promised him say in the club's future. Um, which basically gives him the power to build a team that involves around him. If you compare that with what he will face after a move to Real Madrid, um, Mbappe's decision is not very surprising at all. Um, after Cristiano Ronaldo, Real Madrid is still looking for someone that can emulate his success or someone that can at least step up and uh, assume that role. And that is some big shoes to fill. So if Mbappe goes to Real Madrid, there will be huge pressure for him to lead a team that's still transitioning. And uh, as I've said earlier, the current squad is aging. And considering Mbappe's speed, if he goes to Madrid, he may not immediately get the support that he desires. Mm -hmm. So I understand why he decided to stay at PSG. Um, But if this story... Turn, turns out to have the other um, other scenario, I will also understand if he ends up moving to Real Madrid because it makes sense if such a young and talented player wants to step out of his comfort zone and take on new challenges. He, he might still do that in the future depending on what he can achieve at PSG, but at least he still has a Champions League trophy to win before we can say it's time to move on. Mm-hmm. Mbappe had insisted that uh, his dream club is Real Madrid. And um, it's interesting that um, he said he still... Um, had the possibility to go to Madrid, um, as Brendan said, in the following years. But on the Madrid side, do you think the door is open, will be open, say, in two or three years? I think so. I think Real Madrid will always be, um, will always have their doors open to the best players in the world. And I think in three or four years' time, when you know um, Mbappe's contract expires at PSG, he will still be the top player or one of the top players in the world. So I think they're very frustrated at the moment with his decision. Um, I think that they are very angry at the fact that you know PSG have reportedly been um, suffering many financial losses in terms of their um, 
you know, their financial figures at the end of the season and were still able to afford to, um, you know, offer those terms to Kylian Mbappe. So I think that it'll be interesting to see what um, actions La Liga and Real Madrid take with FIFA and what the outcome of those actions are. You know, um, it, it could have a major impact on this deal. Um, but just in terms of uh, the future, I think that potentially Kylian Mbappe might still try and keep the relationship open with Real Madrid and mm -hmm. their president. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see um, if, if Perez is still the president by the time that um, Mbappe's contract runs out at PSG and if he still has a relationship with the Real Madrid, uh, with, with the club and the president, and if they keep those lines of communication open. But I think that um, if he does achieve, if Mbappe does achieve his dream at PSG and he does bring a Champions League title to them, I think that's, you know, like you said, he still has the dream of playing for Real Madrid. Cristiano Ronaldo was always his biggest idol and he's always been a Real Madrid supporter. So I think that he will still always hang on to that dream of one day testing himself at the Bernabeu. Um, but yes, I think it will be interesting to see if Real Madrid um, still hold him in high regard in three years time, considering that he's turned them down now. So I think time will tell, but I'll be, mm -hmm. you know... I think time also heals all wounds. So I think Real Madrid are wounded right now and they are very upset with Kylian Mbappe. But I would say in three or four years' time, if Mbappe does decide that he wants to go to Real Madrid, even potentially on a free transfer, if he does let his contract run out, then I think Real Madrid will be very happy to take him on. And I think that he will also achieve great su success at Real Madrid one day if he does decide to make the move. Mm -hmm. We talked about so many times about what the squad would like for Real Madrid uh, next season with Mbappe joining. But um, surprise always comes first. Um, we will see how things will be played out for Mbappe um, in the following seasons. Well, as the European football season is about to draw to a close, there are some great memories from the games, I believe. City winning the Premier League title with that 3-2 comeback victory would stay in so many fans' memories for so many years to come. Real Madrid's road to the Champions League final have been also been very impressive. But I guess Barcelona fans would be equally proud for their crushing victory against El Clasico rivals midway through the season. AC Milan finally won the Serie A title after a season-long contention with City rivals Inter Milan. Bayern Munich and PSG continued their dominance in domestic leagues, but didn't make it further in the Champions League. For you, looking back now, what's the most memorable match or the most um, impressive moments of the entire season in your opinion uh, the most memorable match for me is one of the games that you already mentioned and it's the closing match of the premier league where mm. manchester city secured their fourth league title in five years in dramatic fashion if you don't know about it uh, if, if you don't know how it happened it may not seem like such a big surprise that City beat slowly Aston Villa to achieve that feat. But few people would believe that City were still 2-0 down less than mm -hmm. 20 minutes from time in that game. Um, it's said in football that 2-0 is the most dangerous lead. And that was unfortunately <laughs> true for Aston Villa, which conceded three goals in five minutes to help City win the title over Liverpool. Um, it reminded me a lot of how City won their first ever Premier League title mm. 10 years ago. 
it was also the season closing game, and they also needed last ditch efforts to overcome.、Uh, I believe it was Queens Park Rangers to secure the title.、Uh, history can be a funny thing, and in football, it always reminds us of the beauty of this sport. Of course,、mm. the Manchester City today is not the same version of themselves from ten years ago, and they definitely have the ability to extend their success at home. But the squad, I think, as well as Pep Guardiola, have to overcome their mental barrier in the Champions League to prove, not to us, but to themselves, that they are among the top teams that can win Europe's elite. Elite club competition. They they have to believe in themselves and display that confidence that has brought them this far in the Premier League. Yeah,、um, City winning the Premier League title with another dramatic comeback victory after ten years. It's like a cycle, and、um, it just proved why we love this sport so much and why Premier League is the most entertaining league of all time of in the world. Brandon, what's your selections? What's your most memorable moments of the past season? Well, on the flip side, and as a Manchester United fan, I think this makes me kind of happy because、mm. this will enjoy will annoy、uh, Manchester City <laughs> fans after what Fuyu just said. But I think the comeback win、uh, Real Madrid had over Manchester City in that second leg of the semi final. I mean, talk about excitement! That was some epic Champions League drama that we haven't seen for a very long time. I mean.、Mm. I think it's in the 73rd minute. Mares scored that goal, and at that point, I think、um, uh, Manchester City had a two-goal advantage in that second leg of the Champions League semi-final.、Mm-hmm. And then Rodrigo went and scored two goals in the 90th and the 91st minute to make it five-five. And then Benzema made it six-five on aggregate after extra time to send Real Madrid through to the Champions League final. I mean, it just it if I if I read that to someone. You know, and it was some sort of Hollywood script. They would say, "No, that's not believable." But it really, it did happen. And just to have witnessed that and just see, you know, a very,、um, I would say, underrated Real Madrid team go and do something like that against arguably the best club in the world right now, it was just unbelievably exciting. And just as a、mm-hmm. neutral football fan to watch something like that, the drama, the excitement,、um, it was really something that I think. Uh, many football fans will remember for a very, very long time. I think it will be very painful for Manchester City fans and very unbelievable and exciting for Real Madrid fans. But just for neutral sports fans,、um, just to see that level of excitement, I don't think it gets much better than that. Surely that's an another epic game, and the City were the victims of the, that match. Well, we've had the champions across different competitions after one-year-long battles. They are the deserved winners. However, meantime, there are many teams that didn't quite receive many applauses from their fans. People had high expectations for them ahead of the season, but、um, they didn't deliver. To name a few, I believe Juventus supporters. Would not be happy about their team's performance throughout the season. They didn't win a single trophy, which is very rare to see.、Um, Everton made several big signings ahead of the season, but their fans' hopes of a top six or even a top four finish were gone already before the winter break. Everton barely escaped relegation through the penultimate round victory against Crystal Palace. 
These are just some examples. Brandon, from your perspective, who would be the most disappointing teams or players across the five elite European leagues in the past season? Manchester United and their entire squad, without a shadow of a doubt.、Um, it might be a bit biased from my side of things as a Manchester United supporter, but I think you know Manchester United is possibly the most supported European football club in the world. And I think many fans and many just neutral football fans will kind of agree with my opinion here. But the fact that they have so many experienced, talented players that just underperformed at an almost shocking level,、um, I, and it's I think it's Manchester United's worst season in decades.、Um, mm-hmm. So I think that it was hugely disappointing. Besides the unbelievable performances of Cristiano Ronaldo, and I don't care what anybody says or anyone that says that he's a problem for the club. The fact that at his age, at 37, and he's still scoring 18, 19 goals in the Premier League—I、uh, so、don't think it's just the Premier League. I think it's across all competitions.、Um, but the fact that he's still scoring so many goals、um, is is pretty sensational. I think he was the only really top performer in in the club. I suppose De,、uh, David de Gea as well. I think he made、mm-hmm. some really incredible saves throughout the season. I think without those two players, I think United. May not have even finished within the top ten,、um, but the fact that they weren't even close to competing for the title, they were pretty far away from finishing in the top four. They were defensively shocking.、Um, 80 million pound captain Harry Maguire could barely do anything right.、Um, you know, so many star performers like Bruno Fernandez, Paul Pogba, Marcus Rashford. A lot of these players that are really You know, supposedly top-level elite players just had a shocking season.、Mm-hmm. Um, they brought in a temporary manager that no one had any, had ever heard of. <laughs>、um, so it was just overall a shocking season for Manchester United. And I think、um, I'm hoping things will get better next season. But in terms of expectations, followed by performance, I think in terms of disappointment, I think Manchester United season has to be probably the most disappointing. Performance of the European season.、Mm-hmm. At least、uh, they have qualified for the Europa League next season, and、uh, I think Eric Ten Hag will bring some difference to this team. We will see how Man United will perform in 2022 to 23 season. Fu Yu, I'm curious, what are your selections? <laughs> Uh, it, first of all, it's interesting that Brandon picked Manchester United as the most disappointing team,、uh, since he is such a big fan. And the biggest disappointment to me is also my favorite team, Bayern Munich. <laughs> I'm disappointed in their performance this season because, as a fan,、uh, and I suppose any fan will have such high hopes for the club that they support, and.、Mm. I was harboring the hope that Bayern Munich will complete another treble or win the Champions League again.、Um, in fact, they weren't that bad. If you look at what、yeah. they've achieved, they won a record-extending tenth Bundesliga title in a row, and Robert Lewandowski was the season's top scorer. But apart from the, the their performance at home, they exited the Champions League and the Pokal too early. And they also showed some inconsistencies throughout the season, especially around the time of their Champions League defeat at the hands of Villarreal.、Um, they never seem to resolve the historical problem with injuries. 
uh, like this past season, Alfonso Davies and Leon Goresco were out for extended periods of time, and the team lacked the depth to make up for that loss. Um, I think if they don't fix that soon, they may not even be able to defend their Bundesliga title next season because most of the club's players, whether they're German or from other European countries, will be playing in the World Cup in November. So there will be more risks for injuries. Mm -hmm. Also, as um, another Bayern fan myself, I think it's uh, an acceptable season for Bayern. I mean, people are just uh, getting used to Bayern winning the Bundesliga title. I mean, ten times seeing a row is just unbelievable feat. But um, must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we, we we're getting we're getting Manchester United's getting used to oh maybe being in the top four that would be nice. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a luxury feeling for Bayern fans. But <laughs> yeah, ten titles in a row is is nice. Yeah, that's true. But I would gladly trade half of them for a Champions League trophy again. Oh, okay, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe Bundesliga is a less I wonder, competitive. I think Manchester City probably feel the same. I wonder if they'd be willing to trade in one or two titles for a Champions League title. I know they've won. <laughs> four of the last five Premier League titles, but it would be interesting to see if they would be willing to give up maybe two of them for a Champions League title. Yeah, we just want more. <laughs> I agree with you for you. the defeats um, to Villarreal is unacceptable results, and that's the most dif- um, disappointing matches of the of the Bayern squad for the past the whole season. But uh, apart from that, I, I think they are doing they were doing okay. I think just in terms of what you were saying there, um, of course, Bayern had the you know great domestic season, but I think the Villarreal loss was probably unacceptable and probably one of the biggest disappointing European uh, games of the season because you know when you have a, a a giant like Bayern Munich losing two legs against Villarreal, I think that was probably the biggest upset of the Champions League. So as as uh, Bayern supporters, I can see why you would say it was a very disappointing season because. Um, it doesn't make sense that Bayern weren't able to to get past Villarreal. It, it, um, you would never assume that something like that would happen. Yeah, it's it's an embarrassing loss, and um, <laughs> if a, a loss to if an exit by the hands of other top tier clubs like Barcelona or Real Madrid, that would be acceptable. But um, Villarreal, um, no excuses. Yeah. Well, in the past the season, there are players who have gained so much growth in their career. In your minds, who are the players that improved a lot? Um, I think for me, just in terms of Real Madrid getting to the Champions League final, I think the performances of uh, Vinicius Jr. have been very exciting mm-hmm. for not just uh, football fans, but especially for Real Madrid fans. Um, he came into Madrid as a very young and exciting Brazilian um, talent, which we see seemingly season after season. There's always some new Brazilian talent that everyone gets very excited about. And then not, I mean, a few of them obviously go on to become major superstars, but a lot of them kind of just fade into the background. And it seemed like Vinicius Jr. might be, might have become one of those players that, you know, was very exciting, but didn't really achieve his potential. However, this season, He's become a very, very potent attacking threat for Real Madrid. He's exceptionally um, fast. He's very skillful. 
and he's been scoring many goals um, to go along with Benzema's goals, and he's also been providing quite a few assists as well. So I think that he's going to be a major influence in the Champions League final, but I also think he's going to be a very influential player for Real Madrid in the coming season. So I think that when Benzema retires or when they decide to replace him, I think that Vinicius Jr. is going to still, for you know, a, a very long time, going to be a very important part of Real Madrid's attack. So I think that his progression, um, particularly this season, has been very, very impressive and kind of unexpected too. Yes, I think his performance will make many Real Madrid fans happy,、uh, not only for the past season, also their future. With that, we will wrap up this episode of Sideline Story. For more information, you can also check our website radio.cgtn.com. See you next time at Sideline Story. Thank、you